Hey Ding Dongs, I'm Jamie. I'm Richard. And this is Explain It to Jamie, the political comedy podcast in which I, Jamie, a politically innocent but curious young man, have the complicated political happenings of the world explained to me by my close personal friend, Richard Lamb. Your distant, impersonal <laughs> acquaintance, yeah. Richard Lamb. A man I've never met before. Um, That's right. So this is a bonus episode, and this week we're very excited to bring back... The Alt-Right Safari! Dinosaur sound! Dinosaur sound! Giraffe's like a Pokemon, right? Yeah. It's like a kind of Pokemon. This is the uh, bonus episode in which, uh, for those of you that are uh, uh, familiar with it, need, it needs no explanation, but for those of you that are new, it... Uh, uh, fuck you! Uh, fuck figure you. it out. Yeah, work it out yourself, <laughs> idiots. You're coming late to the party. You deserve to have uh, the the dregs of the punch. That's right. Um, um, no, in this segment, we go into uh, alt right communities online, find what they're talking about, and bring them, extract them safely to you, the audience, so that you don't have to yourselves wade into these cesspools of bad opinions and bad typing in order to see what exactly these people are up to and the dark assholes of the internet. That's right. This is where, uh, you know, the alt-right being a huge purveyor of freedom of speech, um, which me and Richard don't disagree with. That being said, we also agree that freedom of speech must come with the caveat of if you have bad ideas, they should be criticized. And in this case, uh, they will be criticized uh, a little bit mean-spiritedly. If you put your (laughs) horrible ideas on the internet where anyone can read them, you can't get mad when people tell you your ideas are horrible. That's not what freedom of speech is, and we have no obligation to uh, to treat anyone nicely. That's right. Um, so we've got a couple. Uh, we've got a, a couple fine specimens from the alt right here. <laughs> That's right. Big game yeah. pulled from the alt right. All right. So let's uh, pull back the curtain on this menagerie of horror and get into it. <laughs> Sexual art is shit. Uh, here we are, back from the theme song. Um, okay, the first one I want to talk to you about, Richard, is one that I found here on The Red Pill. Okay, The um, Red Pill. Yeah, The Red Pill being an alt-right bastion, which is uh, uh, based on, I think, the Matrix reference. Yeah, that's right. right. The Red so Pill the versus red, the Blue the, Pill. I think The Red Pill is it's one of those, um, it's like a misogynist uh community it's it's part of what's called the manosphere which is like a group of misogynist kind of like male rights communities that generally speaking have a political orientation where they believe in like subser the subservience of women as being like a important truth that must be understood right. and and like sexual politics being about domination and manliness and things like that red and to red pill somebody's like a popular term among all the alt-right people which means like to open their eyes to the truth of the world that they've been blinded to right. which is an obsession of the alt-right the often fake notion that they see the world clearly and they understand things clearly when they don't. The mm. Dunning-Kruger effect is really what it is. You heard of that? No. The Dunning-Kruger effect is this like scientific study that was done where people who are bad at things tend to think of themselves as being good at that thing and people who are actually good at things tend to evaluate themselves as not being good at that thing. Oh, in other kind of, words, well, it's kind of like the wisdom, like the wisest person understands that they know that's nothing. That's correct, but they quantified it in a scientific study. And generally, like people who don't know 
enough there's like a definitely a huge range in which you don't know enough about something to know that you don't know anything about it right and so those people who are in that area tend to think they understand things that they actually don't or think they're able to do things that they actually don't like an example of this is how like you know you meet some asshole who thinks he could be the quarterback for the new england patriots who's always talking about you know what he could do better what he could do better but then if you met somebody who's like actually a quarterback in the nfl they'd be like you have that no guy's super idea good. <laughs> <laughs> like, i don't know i don't know am i as good as that guy i'm working hard i'm working on this i don't right. know my game's like the, you know like they're actually doing the thing right yeah so that's right. the dunning kruger effect interesting and that's what the, the, basically spawned the alt right I mean, it, it, it it's hard to, to it's hard to deny. Um, okay, so the first one, yeah, first one here is on the red pill, and the title of this it caught my attention right away. It was right at the top of the page. Uh, it's male friendships in the red pill context. Ooh, Ooh interesting. A little bit of opinion on uh, masculinity. I yeah. anticipate. Um, I'll just read this out, and then we can we can chat about Let's it. Let's get into it. Also, feel free to interrupt me. Um, always do. <laughs> always, always. <laughs> One of the hardest things for guys growing up is that they are taught that socializing like females is correct, and... Oh God! Okay, the grammar is awful here. Okay, yeah, just 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 Let me just, just tear start. this uh, just tear this word bandaid off. Uh, okay, <clears throat> one of the hardest things for guys growing up is that they are taught that socializing like females is the correct quote unquote way to socialize, which creates two huge issues later. One, they socialize with women like women. Two, they socialize with other men as women do. I. I'm already <laughs> confused about what the fuck he's talking about. But right. Let's, let's What's important let's, is that he is not confused and he is steadfastly yeah. not confused. Also, like, I have no idea what he's talking about, but in theory, I've been raised this way. Right. Like, what is he referring to that we're supposed to socialize like women do? What does that mean? Uh, I imagine. Is he going like, to define this? Uh, yes. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Okay, let's, let's keep okay. going. Let's keep going. <clears throat> the issue with number one being um, men socialize with women like women. Right. Um, the issue with number one is that they grow op <laughs> idiot is that is that they grow up thinking that this way of socialization will help them with attraction when in fact it does the exact opposite the larger issue is with point number two they socialize with other men as women do in that they don't know how to uh social with men on a man-to-man level yeah this dude really Oof. sounds like he's got some valuable pointers about <laughs> socialing they don't know how to social yeah like men know how to social I, I, on a man <laughs> to man level i really want to hang social. out with this character that you're doing so maybe he has a point when you started doing that character i was like i need to spend time with this man let's get wings yeah. let's get half price you, wings. he's the runner-up for the uh uh, uh role of Kalasar. Yeah, yeah honestly though like i i already kind of could see where this guy's going yeah like almost all of these poor manosphere weirdos mm -hmm. um place such a priority on their own horniness and all of their dealings with women that they like alienate them and freak them out because they don't treat them as anything other than walking vaginas and all they want to do is fuck right. and like women know when you're talking to them and all you want to do is have sex with them. It gives them a creepy vibe, and that's why these dudes aren't successful. It's a hundred times creepier when you like pretend to get to know a woman, but you actually want to sleep with her. Right. Like the problem isn't treating women like a human, isn't getting you laid. The problem is you're trying too hard to get laid, and you're not living life and act, like interacting with another human being on a human to human level. Let me just throw that out there. Totally. 
Um, this makes friendships difficult because, uh, especially for red pill guys, because more often than not, blue pill guys act more traditionally feminine. They, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And friendships are so hard for red pill guys. It must be everyone else's fault. All of us here on this internet website where we talk about how all un- unsuccessful with women we are must be the ones who are geniuses and everyone else's problem is that they just are doing friendships wrong. <laughs> 100 right. Uh, they tend to be more Caddy, this is blue pill guys, Um, which is effectively just not red pill guys, as I'm understanding. Yeah. Um, The dudes who don't think that all women need to be sexually conquested. Um, They tend to be more catty, prone to drama, easily outraged at any displays of masculine bravado. Uh, Guys socialize by giving each other a hard time and tossing insults at each other in a playful way, much like lion clubs. Lion cubs play fighting to prepare for future battle in the wild. So do guys prep each other for a tough world. One of the reasons why World War II movies are held in such high esteem, especially for men, is that we're reminded of what male friendship is. It's going to war and battle with your brothers, providing unquestioned support. It's having a roast fest to see who can come out on top and who can display the most bravado. It's a reminder of how we evolved to survive and the value of friendship and brotherhood. World War II movies are one of the last remnants of positive masculinity in its purest form. I like... Okay, here's... Here's one of the things that uh, uh, that bugs the shit out of me. Yeah, and, and is Go that on. because it, it, it seems to me so glaringly obvious? Is that like you know these guys on these forums? Uh, they use the language alpha and beta quite yeah. heavily. Alpha being alpha male, beta being beta male. Right. Alpha being tribal leader, beta being anybody else. Yeah. Um. I think I don't think there's a delta no male no that no that, that makes um, sense. For me, you know, and he mentions his like, you know, the 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 blue pill guy, which I I kind of like um, reluctantly accept as a title for myself because yeah. I don't I would rather this man not define me in any way. Yeah, I don't want to be on that like, guy's team. Uh, but for the sake of argument, I will accept it. And so he says, blue pill blue pill guys um, uh, are outraged at displays of masculine bravado, which I think is maybe a bit of hyperbole. I don't think I'm. Uh, uh, outraged by it that being said when i see someone being blatantly masculine i understand it in that moment as like oh you're self-conscious yeah you're like a you're like an insecure person yeah and you're you're trying to appear more masculine i think that this dude's mad that he doesn't get to say faggot pussy and retard anymore yes like that's the vibe i'm getting because like to be perfectly frank i know tons of dudes with whom i have perfectly functional male friendships and we're also not weird rapey assholes totally like you you could still have all of those things and you don't have to like you know use a bunch of stupid middle school slurs like they're not the same yeah but that's what that's the ideal of masculinity that he's talking about you can still have that dynamic and not like oppress other people yeah right well that's that's sort of I guess we we sort of discussed this last time we did an alt right safari Mm -hmm. but like a lot of their arguments um, require a um, uh, what's it called? A, a disbelief, a uh, suspension, suspension of disbelief, of disbelief right. on certain things, right. or a suspension of belief. Right. So, like, uh, in order in order to uh, agree with this guy, you have to accept certain things as being true. Like, one is that 
um, you know, it, 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 things can be easily broken down into red pill guys and blue pill guys. Right. Which I think anytime anyone in the world says, you know, there's two types of people in this world. The first thing I think is you're a fucking moron. Yeah, yeah. It's like, <laughs> you know, it's like you need to meet some fucking people. Man. Yeah, holy yeah. shit. Well, and like you know, the idea that you like Tony Dugnut from like yeah. the, from nowhere can <laughs> like has the capacity to define like without any error two kinds of people. Yeah, it's like that thing in Family Guy where they burst into the cockpit of a plane. The guy's like, "You're not a pilot." I know every pilot in the world. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, like, you kind of have to sustain your disbelief on that, as well as, yeah. like, the idea that, you know, I, I I live in the comedy community. A lot of, me and my friends all enjoy ripping on each other. Fuck yeah. And I can say with absolute certainty that that uh, number has nothing to do with um, whether you're male or female. It's It's just like it, it's kind of universal in Absolutely. that community I don't want to speak for every community because I don't want to come off as like a binary like this fucking idiot also but, like I have friendships with many people including you where it's like we're two dudes we have like we roast each other we have fun we fuck around and then we also can fucking talk about our feelings and shit and it's not it's like it makes our friendship stronger and in fact I've always thought that like the way that men are raised in our culture where they're not like it's not normal to like talk about the fact that you have emotions that you, you get hurt by stuff that you get confused by things like to show any weakness at all yeah um is super destructive so maybe super that's what he's talking about like he just so doesn't want to have a conversation about his own feelings with another man that yeah. he like resents everyone else for wanting to it's not even like he's resenting people coming he has no specifics about people having these conversations with him he's mad Jamie that you and me you're wearing an Edmonton Oilers fucking hat right now and he's mad that we're sitting here two bros living our lives who also can talk about it when we're sad yeah. we, the fact that we exist is driving driving him fucking crazy well and that's you know my initial point of like when i see someone acting out with obvious masculine bravado i see a self-conscious person and like i don't like using the terms alpha and beta but in in his definition i think that would classify that person as a beta in right. comparison to me because ultimately these these definitions that he's making up only exist in relation right yeah so like if you're if you're a singular man that lives alone in the universe you are alpha beta all of it yeah but you you know you are only an alpha in comparison with another person right and so here i am a you know what i like to think uh, of as an, an enlightened uh young guy who, who thinks about the world in more than one way and challenges my views on the world mm -hmm. and i see someone acting this way and all of a sudden in our relationship i that guy who maybe considers himself an uh, open quote alpha in his world is not an alpha when in relation to me because I, I can see his self confidence issues right and that bothers him is that I yes. don't subscribe to the same reality and same culture that he does mm -hmm. and as a result his tricks and his um, interests have no weight or value on my opinion of absolutely and, and yeah and, and and all of a sudden yeah he goes oh well it, it, you know anyone that my tricks don't work on it's like saying she wouldn't sleep with me she must be a fucking lesbian exactly you know like he um, he, he, he talks to girls uh, in an open and clear way he must be a, a fucking faggot you and know, you've, hit on, you've hit on such a universal truth about our moment um, in that like 
I always see fascism and orthodoxy as like the deep resentment that other people are different than you. And like this attempt to create like this world where everyone looks the same, marches the same, walks along the same, right? Shit like that. Like the anger in the West among communities like this at political correctness is primarily like an anger at having to change your thought pattern to consider somebody else's experience that's different from your own, right? right? It's like resentful of the fact that whatever impulse you have to say whatever you feel like is no longer accepted by people outside. That mm. like like soci- like discourse in society now demands that you understand different people's viewpoints and take those into consideration before you talk. And there are people who can't fucking handle that. Yeah. And those people, that's the root of fascism in your brain. The frustration you have that another person just doesn't think like you, that's how fascism starts. Yeah. 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 I th- I I also I I think I've made this point before. And actually we're going to be doing another sex episode coming up so that we uh, right after this uh, yeah. zip <laughs> <laughs> so i'll probably yeah <laughs> uh, i'll probably uh t- retouch on that again because jamie, jamie and i are going to bring our new masculine bro friendship to the next level by just <laughs> fucking on, on mic for hours yeah it's a, it's a, it's gonna be an experiment you, but it's like going well was it a cosmo article thomas and anthony when i were, were linking this like hilarious tweet or something there was like a I think it was like a Cosmo it was like a woman's popular woman's magazine linked a story wrote a story that was like it was like the newest trend among female friends like having sex with each other and somebody had linked it and was just like you're gay there's a word for that the word is you're gay with each other now like, like, it's like, it's like, if you, and it's like if you like to go down on your friend and right. you guys are just buds and you're two women like you're you're homosexual together. <laughs> like it's like it's like you're not just uh, the tr- the hottest new trend in female friendship. You right. there's a word for you. Right, right. Anyway, um, I want I wanted to just touch really quickly on the idea of nature versus reality or nature versus morality rather, mm-hmm. and like a new one of my new favorite conversations to have with people is uh, in and around the idea of what is n- just because something is natural doesn't necessarily mean that it's moral right and like you know like i I, I, like i think in this example i'm thinking primarily about like tribal violence of like uh tribal violence maybe this alpha beta thing uh assault uh sexual assault are all unfortunately natural things that are that are, are born into our system right it does not make them moral and so, no. like, you know, but I, I notice more and more as I, as I understand the alt-right clearly, a lot of their arguments come from, like, what's the natural way of things? Exactly. You know, it's like, it, yeah, we, we've always been hunters and this, this, But with this. no rigor, right? Like, with no. no actual analysis, with no experimentation, with no methodology, and with no responsibility to data, yeah. right? They have no, they, ha- they don't have hypotheses that are then tested, and then they're like, oh, shit, my data didn't bear it out. Maybe I'm wrong. They, have, they don't have that process. Yeah. They're like the dudes in the 19th century who were like, oh. The Negro skull is shaped in the thinking lobe smaller than in the white man's skull. Therefore, they they should be slaves, and they're happy about it. Let's not talk about it anymore. <laughs> right? Like that's who those these fucking right. guys are in our society. They've yeah. always existed. They just had dumber ties in the 19th century. Exactly. Yeah. And for those of you that are getting maybe uh, a two or three thoughts ahead of me on the on the sexual politics of, of what I just said, I, it has always bothered me that um, one of the arguments for like uh, pro homosexual rights has been it's natural 
Um, and the reason it bothers me is because of what I just said. Is yeah. that just because something is natural doesn't mean it's moral. That being well, the thing that makes it moral is the fact that it's consensual and that you you like who gives a fuck you know like yeah. it's none of your business yeah exactly it doesn't hurt if it's consensual and no one's getting hurt why the fuck do you care exactly that's that's the good argument for homosexuality yeah. I always I always take a bit of umbrage with like it's just natural I understand it's a way of like getting uh, like uh, a religious um, people yeah, to sort of argument, get on board with it. Well, because then their well, that. and their reverse argument is like it's unnatural, yes. right? It's kind of maybe a response to that argument, which is also a dumb argument, right? Um, yeah. Of course, if you want to go down, we will someday go down the rabbit hole of like how much of our society is based on weird, stupid religious shit from the 16th century that no longer has any real relevance, but we still all just do the stuff anyway, and that would you know that's a most of it. As yeah. It turns out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's why um, I wear my Pope hat on my bike. <laughs> okay, okay um, I think we need to move yeah, on to the next one. let's keep going on here. So I have one. Uh, just, this will be a shorty, but a goodie. Mm-hmm. This is kind of interesting, actually. So we're on R the Donald here, which is the Donald Trump subreddit. Um, and this is there. Right now we're recording this on... It's May 24th, so it's going to be a little while before uh, we manage to before you listen to this. So this might be old news by this point. But the Manchester bombing at the Ariana Grande, Grande concert has just happened, so that's like very hot on R the Donald right now. And here they've got they found a tweet where uh, a Sikh taxi driver was offering people free rides to people who needed it in Manchester, and Cosmopolitan retweeted this picture. They used this picture on an article saying. Muslim taxi drivers took kids trying to escape the Manchester Ariana Grande concert home for free. And the picture that they ran was of this Sikh man. Mm. And the Donald Trump subreddit people are fucking furious about this. Sure. Um, The top rated comment says, what a racist, uneducated, backwards, dumb bimbo. Referring to the Cosmopolitan reporter Uh who who grabbed this photo. Um, She was trying to say, see, not all Muslims. This one here is helping. Lol. Um... And then there's like all this either an agenda, evil agenda pushing low life or incompetent racists that can't tell brown people apart. Western journalists, ladies and gentlemen. Right. Now, so what they're this is so curious. Hey, now what, what they're angry about is that this person is trying to make Muslims seem nice by using a picture of a Sikh. Right. But I think it's so funny that like like they don't like this guy's like you how can you can't tell the difference between brown people it's like you can't tell the difference between muslims like right. so much of these people's worldview involves mm. lumping the 1 billion muslims into a single conglomerate unit right. that it, it makes no it's like such a weird double think like this is a perfect like brain justification mm-hmm. where it's like it's like you, your brain can simultaneously hold the belief that it's wrong to mistake a Sikh for a Muslim or misrepresent a Sikh as a Muslim to make Muslims look good. And also, it can hold the idea that all Muslims are bad. Right. There's a billion people. Yeah, yeah. Well, they're just, you know, they're using information to illustrate their own bias. You yeah. know, like, I think, like, um, that's this is an interesting point because I don't, agree with the cosmopolitan person not like not doing no, any fucking homework and, and like and 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 also um yeah and it's and it's sensational and it's you know they're it's just someone pushing their own agenda to be honest right. uh, as as the alt-right guys are, are sort of pointing out but you do make a good point of like is that the person we want to be attacking in this moment you know like is that uh yeah like 
Yeah, and in the way, for the reasons that you're attacking them, you know? I don't know. I don't know. Maybe I'm, maybe I'm, not, I'm not making any good points right now. It's but. just, to me, it's just like it's such a fascinating, bad piece of, like, it is bad that this woman misrepresented a Sikh as a Muslim. It makes no sense. It's yeah. also mad. It's bad that these alt-right communities are mad about, like, they're not mad on behalf of the Sikhs. They're no. not, they're not like, oh, the Sikhs have been persecuted for too long. They face <laughs> so much discrimination from being misidentified as Muslims, and that's terrible, right? right? Like, they're not on that wagon. They're, right. they're using it as a political point against Muslims, which is also crazy, right? Right. right? Because Muslims are an extremely pluralistic group of people who represent a huge right. like it's honestly, like it's like someone saying see not all muslims this 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 muslim guy's given free rides and they say no he's not muslim see all muslims yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. exactly and yeah. If, if these people even learned enough about islam to understand that what they hate is wahhabism and salafism right. and were like they just changed all of their communities from being anti-islam communities into being anti-wahhabism communities i would be like Yo, I'll I'll read your newsletter. Like I'm I don't like Wahhabism either. It sucks. It's yeah. like horrible. Um, it's like the absolute opposite of everything I believe in. So let's fucking throw it. Yeah, like that sucks. Mm -hmm. If that's what you want to fight, I could fight that. Yeah. But to fight, like you're just using too big a hammer if right. you're if you're condemning Islam. Mm -hmm. It's a billion people in every culture where it's expressed. It gets expressed slightly differently, and right. it and it's able to exist in a million different environments. Some of which are extraordinarily peaceful and involve very much integration with society, and some of which fucking behead people and drive around, you know, shooting people and selling sex slaves. Right? It's like you're you're. <laughs> it's like it's like being like I hate. Like the phylum of 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 uh, like you know like uh, the phylum is like the second thing in like a, a scientific name for a, mm -hmm. a creature. It's like I'm against this phylum of things. Right. It's like that's a big ass line like yeah. filter you're using. You gotta <laughs> shrink that filter. Right. Yeah. Right. I hate like uh, this this specific kind of fox eats its babies, and so I'm like I'm like uh, no more mammals, no more dogs, <laughs> <laughs> no more dogs. Yeah. Uh, right. Right. Yeah. Um. We, the third example we got here is uh, from the good old returnofkings.com, which is like classic misogynist pickup artist yep. team. Can't wait for those kings to come back. <laughs> oh, man. If only. <laughs> Everything was better when the kings were around. Yeah, I just asked the people in Saudi Arabia. Um, <laughs> how, to, how to save a Western civilization. Now, this article is by Roosh Velazade. Roosh V. That's Roosh the guy. Roosh V. Um, I'm going. I'm not going to read it like all because it is a bit longer. Um, but I'm going to. Why would you uh, write an article of this length? That was like six scrolls you just did. I saw you do yeah, it. Yeah. I'm. I will. I will. It, it, I, I have read it through already, and no. so I. I I, I, I'll be able to paraphrase yeah. without too he much said, issue. So how to so save Western civilization. How to save Western civilization. Is the answer communism. Yeah. For, uh, <laughs> you wish. Yeah, you, you wish. Yeah. Um <clears throat> I've had a front row seat to the culture war over the last decade, but I haven't made any big policy declarations like other movements. Men's right activists, their family law reform platform. That's a sentence. That sentence has no verb. That was. Men's rights activists, their family law reform platform. He must mean have their family law reform platform. Yeah, must. The MGTOW group. 
must be a men's right, has uh, has legalized prostitution and invent realistic sex bots. <laughs> the alt right, <laughs> oh, the alt right has white ethno state. The alt light has civic nationalism. When it comes to policy, I've been quiet, solely focusing on fostering truth and masculinity. Only now I am ready to make a commitment to policy platform which nips the essential problem in the bud in a way that other movements do not. We must repeal women's suffrage, <laughs> starting with. The 19th Amendment in the United States, once this is accomplished, I believe that's the one to vote, right? Yeah. Once this is accomplished, no other planned or conscious action must be taken to solve nearly all our societal ills. Holy shit. Yeah. This Rouge V was like, look, guys, I've been quiet about what I think we need to do, you know. <laughs> The men's rights activists are mad also, that they have to he pay. He very much hasn't. Yeah, he is not even quiet. <laughs> hey. He's like, I, he's like, men's rights activists have to pay alimony. The alt right, you know, they have that Nazism thing or whatever. <laughs> I am finally coming out with my answer, and it's revealing it women's suffering. I think it will satisfy everybody. It will make me finally get over the fact that Jeanette Baker did not go to middle school prom with me. It will immediately increase the size of my micro penis to twelve <laughs> inches. Like, like. Fuck you. Sorry. Okay, let's continue. No, well, that you're, you're right on the money. <laughs> okay. Um, okay, I'm not going to read all, all of this. Uh, today's problems are all branches of radical leftist root that has been normalized through feminism, social justice, and socialism. Hell the fuck yeah. Yeah, baby. <laughs> Bring it. <laughs> Allowing women to vote has made it effortless. Tag to yourself. <laughs> Tag yourself. <laughs> uh, Allowing women to vote has made it effortless to elect leftist politicians who hate the family unit, men, and healthy market competition while simultaneously weakening society by pushing women into work and giving them generous welfare in the form of handouts to single moms and the able-bodied along with make-work jobs for females and bloated government bureaucracy. Oh, I am. This is like porn oh, for me. I'm God. aroused this. This is what I tell myself every fucking morning. I'm like, I can't wait to wake up, fucking destroy some family units. Like, like just fucking, I'm going to go to Bay Street. I'm going to knock out game some fucking Deloitte executive. I'm going to grab his wallet. I'm just going to fucking give, give it, it to a yeah, pregnant gonna, single woman. I'm going to throw it into the TTC. <laughs> like, I'm just going to throw it down the subway track and some rat is going to run off with it. I'm going to be like, as the rat runs off, I'm going to be like, if you need an abortion, you can go to Planned Parenthood. <laughs> <laughs> um... I mean, okay, what is he really adding beyond that? Okay, well, next section, appeasing women leads to civilizational destruction. Oh, I'm sure this is going to be very <laughs> rigorous and well argued. Uh, to appease female voters and their destructive nature of promiscuity and drama. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, because men aren't promiscuous. Yeah. A symptom of which is collectively propelling a book about women being brutally dominated by a man, Fifty Shades of Grey, to one of the best-selling books of all time. Society has veered so far to the left that it is crumbling at its base through declining birth rates and collapse of family wait, unit. Wait, wait, he thinks that... Uh, what's his Fifty Shades of Grey thing? Um... Symptom of which is collectively propelling a book about a woman being brutally dominated by a man, Fifty Shades of Grey, to one of the best-selling books of all time. So, uh, destructive nature of, of promiscuity and drama. Oh, to appease female voters and their destructive nature of promiscuity and drama, a symptom of which is uh, made the Fifty Shades of Grey the best-selling book. So why does he... Is he against Fifty Shades of Grey being popular or for it? I think it's he's like because against it. I think, yeah. I don't understand. I think I, from what I understand, from what I'm gathering here, he's saying like, um, by encouraging women to be like 
promiscuous and question the roles that uh, uh, have been prescribed to them over the last pick a number. Um, but like by them rebelling against that, it's it's made books like Fifty Shades of Grey popular. I haven't read Fifty Shades of Grey, but like uh, a, a woman who's, as I understand it, learning that she loves being dominated by this man. So it's sort of like uh, a pornographying the... Uh, Why can't this guy uh, just fucking be like a Confederate Civil War reenactor and leave us all alone? Yeah. He I'm, wants to have this bizarre fantasy that he would have been happier like when there was like polio and like, you know, fucking the Philippine-American War and right. shit. Like, Well, one of the things that I'm like... This sort of plays into the last thing I read. I mean, it plays in exactly. Yeah, like, you know, they're all the, the same. The same guys. person that reads this and, and thinks it has good ideas yeah. reads the other one and thinks it has good ideas. This is like uh, the thing that bugs me is is uh, yeah the reluctance to look past your own realism or like or understand the realism you live in. I I use this as maybe like a a bit of a um, maybe this isn't uh, the, the full example, but like when we were teenagers Richard think back okay when we were teenagers and you're listening to your music and your parents hear it and they're like oh that's not music you know when we were kids we had music right you know and that that like disdain you you felt for them in that moment of like my I, what I have right now is justified and actually yeah like has taken a lot of um, it is an like an uh, there's an evolution from what you listen to to what I listen to. I'm right. not saying the evolution is better, but there's, but there's an evolution. And when you were a kid, your parents were like, "That's not music. This is music." This is like that, but terrifying. Right. You know, of like him him saying, "When I grew up, um, my dad uh, made all the money in the family. My mom stayed home and cooked." And when she spoke up, he hit her, and we had a very strong family, like a uh, 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 whole family and secure family, because we all knew our place. Yeah, and but, and him going like the kids these days don't recognize the same reality I grew up in as being the perfect reality. Um, this guy has like Stockholm syndrome. Like that's what it yeah. sounds like. It's like a hostage situation where he starts to identify with his captors. Except the hostage is like his vision of the ideal world. Yeah. Well, I was talking about uh, like the kidnapper. There's yes. the there's this NDP uh, fella in uh, Edmonton called Garrett Spelsey, who's a friend of mine, mm -hmm. and I was talking with him once about it about the idea that like maybe the thing that um, that differentiates us between the older generation and the younger generation is pride of like. Um, it was good enough for me. Why isn't it good enough for you? Right. You know, I grew up in, in, in I mean, back to the old article. I grew up in a in a world that was like full of male um, ribbing. Mm -hmm. um, I personally did, and my I know my my male older family members grew up in that as well, which is why I did. Mm -hmm. You know, a male ribbing. Um, uh, and and you know we had to walk uphill to school both ways or whatever. Why isn't it good enough for you? You know I don't. The idea of my kids living in a I, I don't want to use the word better because I don't think that would be universal for someone making the opposite argument. But like the the idea of my kids growing up in an evolved world. Yeah. I don't like it because right. I, the idea that I will be replaced 
yeah. by a new ideology and new culture bothers me. And I mean, like, a therapist would be glad to for you to pay them to help you deal with your fear of your own death. Right. Right? Like, like that's essentially what that is. Yeah. It's like, you're all, it's like your own mortality is haunting you and, like, the idea that things are ever-changing. Yeah, and, and like, that you're not permanent. Yeah, and exactly. And that's actually the best thing about being a human is yeah. that we all just... We get our. We just die, time. and the next generation comes and learns. Yeah, I mean, I would love for Roosh to go see a therapist, but he won't, out of crippling fear that it will make him so gay that he will die. That's right. <laughs> yeah. He would fucking pop like a balloon and fly around the room, like he'd bounce off the ceilings fifteen times, if he ever like had to think about <laughs> the consequences of his actions and yeah. like the ideas that anything he thinks and says like would be seen and processed by someone outside of his own filthy mind. Yeah. yeah. I mean, okay, he's all he's got another like nine paragraphs, but the conclusion is um take away the power of women to vote and the degradation stops. And he just sort of goes on and on and on about that. Um, I love that it assumes it assumes the perfection of the person talking. You know what I mean? It's it, like yeah. these other people are the problem, but I'm perfect. Yeah. Like there's such a if only everybody thing. thought like me, then yeah. we'd all yeah. get along. Again, fascism. Yeah. But like, it's again, it's the Dunning-Kruger effect, right? It's like, this person does not see the world clearly enough to see the areas in which they can improve their own behavior. Yeah. To like ease some of the problems they're feeling, mm-hmm. right? They invest in a narrative in which they're perfect, and then they will do anything to preserve that narrative. Like, yeah. It's... Uh, such a destructive cycle, but we see it all the time. Well, actually, and I'd like to address something that that maybe I've I've built a hypocrisy into my own argument of like back to the music topic mm-hmm. of like you know our parents are like that's that's bad music you know that's not music this was this is music yeah and we so no this is music this is the best music that's ever been invented yeah. actually you know and then in hindsight I look back to the music I was listening to in high school and a lot of it I'm like this didn't hold up this yeah. is shitty music my parents were right about this but some of the music i listened to in high school still holds up is fucking amazing and it only exists because of that evolution and not to mention that but the stuff that sticks in your parents mind as being the best music is like the best music from that time yeah in 30 years the stuff that you still hold on to will probably be good right or maybe not who cares like this isn't i mean i'm also a music nerd we don't talk about this very often on the show but like that's actually like a lot of what i do for my job is do music stuff like you can never underestimate too the fact that you grew up in a like specific frequency environment and I mean that like literally like you grew up as a kid on TV on the movies in the street hearing certain sounds and then when you become a teenager the music you hear exists in a context of sounds that you've been hearing all your life Mm -hmm. and often as a teenager I loved like loud punk music um, ska emo like it it deals with really specific frequencies especially like the sounds of those songs are very specific and when I was listen to like like the Beatles as a teenager I just it I did not relate to the sounds being made at all because it came from such a different frequency environment mm-hmm. there was a time in which the sound of the guitar on revolution sounded hard right but to me I just come from listening to refused that guitar sounds wussy to me like it oh, just sounds yeah. thin and it has no force and it has no power and it didn't affect me whereas the music I was listening to had like a physical effect on me because of the sounds right your parents were raised with the sounds where those sounds affected them but mm-hmm. I, we're coming from a totally different thing anyway that's just a total digression about frequencies mm. yeah I was just 
I was just it was like, playing that refused sh- song in my head. <laughs> yeah, oh, I thought you were saying it was like it was like turkey in the straw. I was like, like you're just like out to lunch. No, no, I was I was listening to the refused song in my in my brain. I just want to read read one more one more line just because it satisfies a certain like primal masochism for myself. It should be clear to you that women will always use their votes to destroy themselves and their nations, to invite invaders with open legs, to persecute their own men, and to ravage their economies with socialism. (laughs) How can you blame women for socialism? Because they don't operate on logic like men do, you will always have this destructive element within the political ranks of your nation as long as women have the right to vote. Giving them this right is a terrible mistake. I can now claim to have one political dream, and that is to repeal women's suffrage. Like... Remember when this guy first started writing? Yeah. And, like, there was universal outrage that he was, like, allowed to live past the age of 17? Yeah. You know? And now... Like I, I read this and I'm like, oh yeah, just another one of those those kooky that kooky guy, fucking loonies, yeah. 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 Oh, oh. I mean, I think the reaction of anger when you hear stuff like this, like, certainly pisses me off that somebody would think this. And again, that's the seed of fascism in my brain. It's like, how can someone have this opinion? Because it's like. It's so frustrating. We fought for so much. People have fought over generations for equality for so long. They've sacrificed so much. We're taking up our tiny bit of that struggle now. Mm-hmm. And But, like, you know, it's just so frustrating to think that some dick doesn't understand so fundamentally what all these people fought for that he can just, like, write this post and feel like this fucking practically illiterate, completely historyless, idealist post Mm -hmm. that has no connection to anything that's happened in the real world whatsoever to the point where like how could you think that socialism is a female dominated form when every famous socialist other than rosa luxemburg that you could name is probably a man yeah i i guess like if we leave with anything i want like just to point out the ego. I, I, I think, just want to pause. Yeah, there yeah. are brilliant female socialists, yes, many of them. But like in popular imagination, how could you say that? It, like you think of Lenin, you think of Marx, Engels, Trotsky, Mao. Like the, like these are all men, right? right? Rosa Luxemburg is the only one from the like original pantheon of people who has popular imagination still. Even she's probably like a niche figure. Anyway. Right. Right. Yeah. I just. Uh, I, yeah, I guess I don't, I mean, who who the fuck am I to advise you, the listener, on anything? But right. I just think like, for me, maybe it's because I read a lot of plays and like I I, I do a lot of um, um, analyzing of objective and thought. That's what acting is for those of you that don't do it. What a great part of the homework is is just looking at the lines and trying to figure out what does this person want with this line? What does this line accomplish? I, I have a hard time reading articles like this without seeing, again, the obvious blatant um, nakedness of this guy's sad, shriveled ego. Yeah. You know, begging for followers, begging for um, people to see him as someone with something important to say. Yeah, like even the form of the argument, it's written like it's this big intellectual policy statement, but it's like embarrassing. Yeah. Because he's like 
fundamentally it's clear he doesn't know what the things he's talking about mean Mm -hmm. it's like he's wearing his dad's suit and it's too big for him yeah i also want to add like richard and i are um fellows who like having our ideas challenged at least i can speak for myself yeah sure there is there is a uh a surge of of uh endorphins i get every time i watch listen to or read an opinion that um you know that feeling when you're starting to read something or watch something and someone's talking and you're like, uh-oh, this person's making a lot of good points. Uh-huh. And it, and their, you know, their way of looking at the world doesn't exactly line up with mine. And I'm feeling myself like going into the weeds of maybe an ip- icky argument or seeing that like, yeah, something isn't as black and white as I would prefer it to be. Right. I enjoy that feeling. And like I always, I always try and challenge challenge uh every opinion i i i I hear Mm -hmm. but i just i can't like you know this there's nothing there no 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 and i'm 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 certainly yeah not but that's what i mean like you're right like if there was something there you would respond to it yeah because you're willing to be challenged in that way you're willing to be wrong about stuff like that's the fundamental thing is like you have to be willing to be wrong and if you are then you can start actually seeing things as they are but this guy's not willing to be wrong and because of that he there's nothing there to find there's nothing there to mine out of that other than the fact that he's pathetic Mm -hmm. like he's so pathetic yeah yeah well it's i don't know it's that old i don't know if it's an adage or something i've been saying a long time but a conversation is when both people in the in the uh, interaction are willing to have their minds changed. And right. an argument is when both of them are frustrated that the other one won't change their mind. Right. Uh, and this guy is uh, someone that makes his living off of having arguments. Yeah. <sighs> well, guys, this may be our last episode because me and Richard are going to uh, both commit Harry Carey. That's right. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, no, this has been All Right Safari. Uh, if you have any comments, any feedback, any questions, you like what you heard, you didn't like what you heard, yeah. you can get in touch with us a variety of ways. Twitter, at explainjamie. Explain it to jamie at gmail.com. On SoundCloud, at soundcloud.com slash explainittojamie. On our Facebook page, explainittojamie. Or even on our Instagram, which is also, I believe, explainittojamie. Explainittojamie. If you if just type explainittojamie into Google, we're now, like, we, we're now at a point where it comes up. You can just yell. <laughs> just yell it. It'll find you guys thanks for listening stay vigilant stay active and stay um argumentative with people with shitty opinions maybe not argumentative maybe that's the wrong way i don't know hostile and violent yeah (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. uh but no don't certainly don't be afraid to have conversations with people like this um because that's the only way things will change they're dumb and bad and they just need to constantly confront the idea that other people think they're horrible that's right okay bye Bye.